Justin are uh, into muds right now. Mud? Yeah, it's a uh, it's multi-user dungeon. Mm, okay. The oldest form of, like, digital RPGs. Um, I played some muds in the day. But see, when you said it, I, I just thought, like, oh, are you mudding? Yeah, dude, you like mudding. Getting mm-hmm. some four-wheelers going? We're out there in them hills! No. Um, no, yeah, muds are, muds are fucking awesome. See, that's way beyond me. I don't know if you grew up with them or not, Justin. Yeah, I was definitely playing them in high school. Mm-hmm. For sure. <clears throat> but then again, you know, I also played like, you know, Adventures of Huck Finn on an Apple II. Yikes! <laughs> I'm old. Goodness, man, I uh, that uh, it stinks, man. Because like, I, I'm definitely getting this hobby um, into this hobby outside of its origins, which is mm-hmm. um, in the day, in the age of the internet is a very rare thing for for anything. Yeah. So like. You know, I kind of miss the boat, and you go on there, and it's some of them are like completely desolate, like nobody's there. Yeah. There's like ghost players. There's no bots in a mud because it's all analog, but it's just like a dude standing there, and he's been standing there since 1989. You know, yeah. you're like, hey man, you know, like trying to interact with this character who's fully fleshed out, and like you can you can do you know the classic like look at whatever, like examine mm-hmm. whatever, and get like full on. Um, like really in-depth descriptions for what they look like and yeah. what they're what they're saying. How because they're you, you, a lot of cases you can like write your own shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, the one we were playing. Um, oh man, which one we were playing? Because it's been a hot minute now since we we stopped for a second. Uh, I remember when you guys were playing that. I, I got in. I played a little bit, but I didn't. It's such an odd tiny server, though. Like it's yeah. it's hardcore. Role play forward, mm-hmm. like I'm. My character is completely out of place. Everybody has these like very like I have a very elvish name, or you know like I'm I'm definitely a dwarf, right? And my character's like little little name is old, uh, old trapper or old man trapper. Yeah, right. I told old him I was like trapper. I don't know if that's gonna fly, homie. And so far I haven't gotten in trouble with the quote unquote wizards, which are the mods. Yeah, or you know the the oh my the, god of the game. Yeah, of course. Um, um, it's uh, um, Gius. Yeah. Gius. Okay. G-E-A-S. But, um, I thought it was geese or geis or something. I think it is actually pronounced geis. Yeah. It, it has definitely come up, though, in interactions with actual player characters, though. I'm like, that's an interesting name. And I'll I'll get in character with this shit, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I've been in the woods for so long. <laughs> oh, for a name a long time ago. All I do these days is just kill rabbits. Well, uh, <laughs> that's all you were doing for a while. I remember that. I know. Just killing exactly. rabbits. Just running around the city, just like stabbing rabbits in front of people. <laughs> well, that's one of the few muds that's still actively like um, being updated and stuff and yeah. being controlled by the wizards. Yeah. So they, people very well could think that you've just a newly injected NPC, homie. <laughs> 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 There's a good shit. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's completely different from the, the one that I remember playing in high school. The one uh, I played in high school was um, set in the Dragonlance universe. Yeah. That one's still up. Yeah, but it was so fucking popular, and it was like nothing but like 14-year-old girls and boys playing it. Yeah. So it was just like... And first time, you know, I was a fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah. So it was like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on here with my girlfriend, and we're gonna like <laughs> go on some quests. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, but it was just like thinking back on it, like if I had been an adult encountering that many people being that cringy, I would have quit the game immediately. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is. Nice. It is very much a world of complete and utter like cringe. I mean, yeah. I mean you're talking about. 
the most concentrated form of role playing. Um, but and it's uh, rough. No, LARPing can get pretty fucking weird. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> no offense Cringe. to our LARPing li- uh, listeners. Yeah, no offense. Cringe done with enough confidence and style. It's that's, just aesthetic. That's yeah. just role playing. Very oh. true. No, that's very oh. true. That is very true. You, especially if all you're doing. I want you to take a step <laughs> back, Matt. I take a step back and look at everything we're doing. I, right exactly. Now. <laughs> I want you to take a step back yeah. and just look at everything we're doing. Just I mean everything I've personally done as mm-hmm. well. I want you to look horrible. Look real close at Emerald Ether Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yup. Mm-hmm. What did? Anyway, so I started researching um, about it because, you know, I I think it's it's very much like intertwined with the roots of tabletop, obviously. And um, like they were the first kind of games that had like drops, which is really weird, Mm -hmm. which has Um, become so ubiquitous as part of the genre. Yeah. So my I guess my question for you guys is uh, what would you drop if killed? Oh, but what me? Like me, Patrick? What's your RPG drop? (laughs) A lizard. It's just, it's just Loco. Like Loco scurries out. I'm also yeah. keep in mind. I am imagining like when you give me your answers, somebody like going yeah with a sword, and then you puffing into smoke and leaving something behind. Yes. Are you talking about us as people? Yeah, as people, not our characters in this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I mean, if if anybody, Echo if, would if, drop a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> if any of our characters in game popped like that, it would just be like an epic raid boss just drop like <laughs> an entire yeah. field of like items, semi useless yeah. and like. Have you ever seen? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You ever seen yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World? You remember when yeah. Scott headbutts the the vegan? Yep. Evil X, mm-hmm. and he just explodes into coins. Yeah. <laughs> that would be us. Just like, and there's just like, hair. I don't know. Let me take a look here. Teeth. Like, yeah, hair, teeth. Mostly um, from your character. Not your character's hair and teeth popping out. It's just the bullshit in your pockets. Just a yep. bunch of like, Echo would just drop like 50,000 arrows. Just like they would just go out like a grenade. Jesus. Um, but no, Patrick would drop a, uh, a, a, a vape. <laughs> oh, okay. Just shatters. Yes. Immediately <laughs> shatters. Good. So broken vape is yeah would be the item yeah, worth two copper. Uh, I would draw probably a laptop and just some leaves. <laughs> just some leaves and sticks, maybe some feathers. This is just as funny as I thought it was because I've always got shit on me like that. Like oh hey look at this I've got a cool rock I found. So I would just drop a whole bunch of forest trash. Mm-hmm. Justin would definitely drop. He would have to drop like Justin. That is uh, like boiled peanuts at the very least, mm. right? And like a, a wet sack full. So my question is, uh, if I want to get this answered for myself, yes, are we saying that like we drop from a table of drops, or is it just like static? This every That's time you kill static. a Justin, this pops out. <laughs> Justin, yeah, I was going yeah, for a static. static yeah. Okay. One or two items. Um, Give me three. I I feel like there would be a pocket knife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, I feel like there would be, yeah, a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah. Or probably like two broken cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Just every time, just two broken cigarettes. God. And then. There is a a 1% chance, though, of a drop of one of his lucky cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I think that the third item would be a um, 
a, like pull from a drop table of just random musical instruments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I cannot believe that I got the fucking rare drop. He, like you, you managed to get the fucking xylophone out of hat. <laughs> oh, God. I've been I've been grinding for that one for so long. What's this that corner in my house? What is this? Is this a what is a glockenspiel? What is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My God, a full harpsichord just landed on the asphalt. It's it's funny, but I played a glockenspiel. Yeah, my my multiple great, times in my life. My great grandfather was a Shriner, and he played glockenspiel in the Shriner parade. Did he do it like wow. with a marching one? Yes, it was on like a stick. <laughs> yep. No, those are fucking weird. Yeah, I used to have it. Uh, my, I think one of my family members took it because, like, it's my great grandfather. He's been dead a long time, but yeah. Um, Nick, like, if I ever play a bard, like cleric crossover, it's he's going to be playing a fucking glockenspiel on a staff. Yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> hope that whoever is listening right now is just like, what the fuck is a glockenspiel? Frantically googling <laughs> glockenspiel, glockenspiel, glockenspiel. No, we're not going to spell it. No, I'm not no, going to. No, it, no. But <laughs> Challenge did not. I want people to. to like get frustrated because they can't figure out how to fucking spell this. Well, I can't spell it. Okay. It's definitely German or an origin on the name. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Okay, what are we thinking for Josh? <laughs> oh, you're skipping Madeline, huh? Okay. No, Madeline I mean, already said hers. Yeah, it's loco. It's still literally just a loco. Yeah. Oh, okay. And a yoga mat, probably, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Like a chunk of yoga mat material. Mm-hmm. Us been chewed on by a dog. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if it was, if I had three drops, it would probably be a handful of snail shells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mm-hmm. camera. Yep. Yeah. And my dog. <laughs> One of my dogs. Every time it either get puck or mira. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the alternating. Yeah. yeah. Puck mira puck mira 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 puck puck. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely snail shells camera and a puppy and a half consumed iced coffee. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> I could really go for an iced coffee right now. Just you know what make this better? An iced coffee. I'm going to add on to, uh, to yeah. Madeline's drops. It would be Loco, a pair of broken glasses. <laughs> broken glasses? Yeah, it's your glasses. They would just like ping, fall down. Yeah. I guess I would break. I do fix them. Your glasses look very um, fragile to me. Oh, they, they always are. have. because <laughs> uh, so- they are. <laughs> Very thin framed and You see you see that right there, pals? That's I can my- see that, but listeners can't, but I can <laughs> That's all literally made out of angel hair pasta. Yep. Also probably like just paint. Not in a can or anything, just like a glob of yeah. paint. Yeah. Yep. And like seventeen pencils. <laughs> all not sharpened. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think about like what I didn't think about myself. I yeah. fucked up. I probably should have prepared myself for this. Hmm. This uh, was your idea. Dice. The dice for sure. Only pastel dice. You know, yeah, pastel dice for sure. Again, Cake, referencing diabetes. Scott Pilgrim. At the very end, what's his name? G- Gideon? Gideon. Gideon. When it like completely rains yeah. change, that's just dice for Zach. Yeah. Oh, a slice of pizza for sure. Like uh-huh. a wet, <laughs> yeah. hot, like slimy slice of mushroom and pineapple pizza. That yeah. sounds fucking good right now. Some disconnected LEDs yeah. um, and yeah. a book that only has pictures in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no words title. that are not words. Yeah, like Codex Seraphinius yeah. or something. Some sort of weird codex. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a codex. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some weird acidy yeah. thing that 
makes you stressed out when you look at it, but you find some kind of soothing relief in it. Yeah, possibly no a, a <laughs> vial, just a, an empty glass vial with a cork in it. And when you open it, you just hear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a scream. There's just a smell of vegan farts as well. Yeah. Wafting out of it. Yeah, it's just lentils. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like if I can imagine what Zach's drop would be, I think it would be a prism, lentils, mm. and then, yeah, like a codex. Prism yeah. for sure, dude. Yeah. You know. I don't know why I didn't think about it. Well, it uh, took me a minute, too. I hope you guys that are listening are really enjoying this, like, this podcast within a podcast. Mm. That's what we've done here, because it's been 13 minutes. Oh, shit. Let's get <laughs> going. All right. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. Here we go. Last time on Leveling. Yeah, welcome to the Lavalin Podcast. Oh, yeah, we have people and names. We, we and play stuff. things. Uh, doesn't matter. There's a child and it's Moon Elf. That's really all I care about right now. So mm-hmm. let's uh, get that shit rolling. Everybody's really hyped about the Moon Elf. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty hyped about it, too. Yeah, I'm it. It's Lavalin Podcast, <laughs> secrethearth.com. Check it out. It's us. Uh, okay, you're in the meeting room on the top floor. <gasps> the Red Tower. Now, the what? amber light of sunset. What? What's up? Never mind. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Now, the amber light of sunset is peeking through the crystal chasis that serves as a room, as a roof, uh, a roof to this chamber. The meeting is long adjourned, but the moon elf's presence has drawn a silent awe from all who attended the meeting. You see Zanira, the moon elf usually by Maxwell's side, run and slide on her knees and embrace this this kid. He's he's a child. Um, he's maybe about five feet tall. His head is a canopy of black, wiry, curly hair sheened with violet. His sun-kissed ears poke out and sort of flop to the side from the hair. Freckles. So fucking cute. Freckles run, al- run along as in a straight line over his button nose, and he's standing there in a silver cloak. You can see a whip at his side. Hell yeah. And some sort of violet-colored clear stone, like a pillar that hangs off of his neck on a silver chain. And you see Zanira embrace him, and she says, you can hear it like as everyone is starting to, to sort of come in and get close and concentrate to look at him further. Um, she says, Ezek, why are you here? And he hugs her back and whispers something in her ear. Then you see Maxwell point to the four of you. And he says, it is them. And he Whoops. breaks from Zanira their hands sort of trailing along each other for a moment, and Ezek approaches the four of you as the rest of the council falls quiet. Hello. He's looking at you. He's very close to you now. Oh. You can see he's bright. Why close to me? You can see his bright um, lavender eyes sort of darting around your frame and taking you in. Can I see your hands? Sure. Can I see your hands, all of you? Oh. Well, I've only got one real one, so... <laughs> he takes your hands in his. They're small. His hands are small and fragile. Yes. A hand sacrificed for lost knowledge and reforged by those you love into something stronger. And then he takes your hands, Gwydion. Whoa. 
green, a speaker for the ferns and trees. Yes, this is right. And then to you, Echo, fire of the fae, burning down the, the old rot and the profane to clear new paths. This is right. And he starts to get more excited. And then to you, Herbert. Herbert pulls his hands back and is like, um, had, could somebody explain what the fuck is happening? It's Moon Elf stuff. Yeah, but I mean, who is this? He reaches for Just your hands. Do it. Oh, God. <laughs> reaches around your back and takes your hands almost forcefully. Hello. <laughs> and he looks strong. A hundred stories, a hundred pains, but a builder's hands. This is right. I've seen it in the source fire. And you see, like, the council members are standing up and looking agape. And it's quiet. Cedric Zant, with his big red beard, he says, Why are you here, boy? And Ezek stands up and and walks over towards the center of the room. And he, he lifts his own hands up. And you see, on his hands, black burned, like, fire marks on his palms, on his fingers. He says, I was there when it happened. We moon elves made a pact with the phoenixes. We told them that we would protect the world. And in turn, they gave themselves to death so that we may have immortal life. I watched it happen and I shielded my eyes from the fire when the betrayer destroyed the phoenix eggs and cut line the line to the pact short. There are only a few of us now. I could have stopped it, but I did nothing. <laughs> and now Murdoch is here. And the dragon. And so too am I. Arlo comes running from the crowd and leaps up onto the pedestal. There's a moment of quiet again. And then she says, Luna Solomon, you're the only council member that has not yet spoken. We were told you speak for the people. Do not you see that these people are frictionless to this? The sentiment has swayed. There are generations before me that fought for this land and the place of innocent lives. Tooth and nail through iron. That sentiment is gone. Everyone in this room is a knight, as Gwydion has said. Let us go into the night. Throw away your rules. Let us come together and talk. You can see there is a moon elf here. You can see that the people are behind them. Luna kind of stands up, looks at Cedric, and then at Adelaide. Cedric gives us a, a small nod. And then Luna says, Bring tables. Bring tables and maps. And you see, like, bands of people start to form together and talk for, for a moment. There's sort of a hesitancy. And then they, they start leaving in droves, like, down the stairs. There's just a, a small skeleton crew of people left behind, and a few moments later, you can hear the, the rackety sound of wood and iron as it's brought up by force from the downstairs and floors below, and slowly, over the next few minutes, a command center starts to form here in the council chambers. Badass. People are throwing out fucking stuff. Unrolling <laughs> ancient parchment and, and talking together and pointing and looking and you can see there's messages spreading through the crowd. You hear something about iron barrels and badges, and they start moving downstairs, sending messages out through the town. I think Echo looks at Herbert and says, this is more like it. It's a lot. Seems like we're finally going to get something fucking accomplished. Yeah. 
Arlo hops off and goes over to you, and she says, let's fucking go. And then she <laughs> starts going over to the table and, and talking with them. Um, and this is it's happening. Echo literally, like, takes off her coat, and now she's just standing there, like, in the armor that was covered by the coat. Mm. She's just, like, now looks like this armored person instead of that nice coat. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rupert looks um, displeased, generally. He's looking around and kind of sweating and dabbing his brow. The <laughs> king does, too. He kind of, mm. like, looks around for a minute, takes a step forward, and then takes a step back. And E, you watch him, like, start to sort of disappear into the shadows of one of the hallways. And now he's just watching this happen. He looks very serious. His head's kind of down. Um, Arlo has a map of Veermore and she's, you can overhear Gwydion, her talking about, like, we know one of the fragments are here. And, like, pointing. Hmm. Gwydion, what do you know about your homeland? <laughs> Beyond your home village itself? Well, I, I know that it's a dense, vast, green, old-growth forest. Um, I know that there are tales of a piece of the sword there. Um... Other than that, I can tell you it's the place of one of our deities, um, Amergen. Amergen is a de- denizen and guardian of that forest and of that land. Um, that's all I truly know, other than it just being beautiful. Then a burly farmer woman kind of leans over the table. She says, what kind of dangers can we expect there? Well... I know that growing up in Veermore, it's a place of dark, old forest, laden with moss, and the trails ramble on for a long time, and if you're not from Veermore, you'll die in those forests. There are people that we used to be in partnership with, a people weaned, a people bat-like, a people that we used as couriers and messengers. They weren't from our order, but they held a lot of the same values. I don't know if they were destroyed in the fires of the dragon in the wake of that destruction, but I do know that they are feral and they don't like visitors. I know that there is a river there, a river dedicated to the deity Tuck, a holy river. Beyond that, Fearmore is relatively safe. But I can say that if those denizens, those beings, our old couriers and messengers have no order, I don't know what state their mind will be in. I don't know how it will be received. But they are fast and they are quiet. Hmm. We'll need a preacher of Tuck for safe spiritual passage through the river and a cave speaker for your bat folk. Suzette, a cave speaker, and Father Cornwick. Yes, Mum. And she starts running off. Suzette goes and, and goes to, to speak with these people. What is this person's name? This, to... this burly farmer woman? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go talk to her? You want I, to I would to say her. we're all together, so I'd say Echo asks her, like, what is, it, what is your name? Borda. Good to have you. Hmm. She, she Echo's like looking at maps. And look, she's also looking at people. She's getting a feel for like who's who's uh, who's really with us here. Yeah, Borda definitely seems to be taking a, a big charge on this pod. But I mean, there's some people that are talking across the way, across the room that aren't even like 
talking to, to you guys. They're, they seem to be pretty well organized already. Um, like looking around here, I think E would recognize that. I mean, this is just this is the layers and layers of history of these people being victims. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just yep. like not anymore. They've just grown out of it, man. They're tired of it. <laughs> I think <laughs> noticing that I think Echo starts walking around the room and she's just listening. Mm. She's trying to get a vibe for like what what's what are the plans here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are talking about going with Herbert. But then you you hear somebody like he'll need a, a less people it's to be quiet, and then there's the idea brought up. Somebody says like we could come down into Wakehill and form a bit of a distraction. I know that the Crimson have moved that way. If we bring the forces there, and then another person chimes in. She's like, uh, "Well, we want the the king to be in the castle so we can actually have Herbert take care of him." So it's just like it's sort of. They don't know how to do this, but they're right. definitely like really talking it out. Um, uh, Gwydion. Yeah. You're going to need to choose someone else besides yourself that's really good with plants. That's your that's your job. Really good with plants? Really good other with than plants. Me. Well, think about it. Think about it. If you look at the <clears> map, <throat> Veermore is the most densely populated forest anywhere. Right. Yeah. Anywhere. So that means it's been like that for a really long time. And just from personal experience, whenever you go into a really old forest with a lot of really big plants, a lot of them start to get minds of their own. You know, I kind of am embarrassed because I've kind of forgotten it's I feel like I've been gone for so long. But yes, well, you've been gone for a while. Most of the plants are how you speak of them. Well, I'll find somebody. Everything wants to kill you, yep. including yep. the plants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get down a tower real quick? Just, just for frame of reference. For oh, me. like maybe a half an hour. <laughs> okay, so I have to... So I need an hour. So I've got... How long has it been now? Probably like 30 minutes. So I've got... <laughs> it's definitely not midnight 30 or close to it at this point. You have some time. Cool. You feel a hand on your shoulder suddenly. Great. Well, yes, it's my king boy. King Zargo is here. Sounds about right. <laughs> There's this sort of like quiet that folds over the two of you, and the room seems to to dim and go slow. And you can hear his voice in your ear. He says, Mr. Hyde, where are the scissors? Oh, oh. Josh is literally rocking back and forth in his chair. He's fucking terrified. It's just occurred to me, and you can hear the, like, blanket of his his massive cloak dragging around back of you, curve like a snake. It says, I believe I gave them an, arms, an armament to my head inquisitor, but he's now dead because of your actions. And I would like to know what exactly you did with them. Well... Would you like to have this conversation here, or would you like to go somewhere else? I'm I think here is fine. Well, I have them right here. I'm not going to leave them laying around. Mm. Those are, in fact, properties of the royal court. Would you like them back? Yes, I think I would. Great. <laughs> I guess I'll give them the scissors. Are you going to give them the scissors? I don't want to. I see. Okay. Here's the deal. I don't want to give him the scissors 
But I also feel like if I don't give him the scissors, he's going to be like, all right, that's right. You, you can't have any of my men. Get the fuck out of the city. So he's kind of gotcha. And he knows that. I'm sure he knows that. Yeah. Well, I mean, those scissors are pretty fucking priceless. You know, what's 15 men? God, you have such a good point. Yeah. Do you want to back this up and say that you like, what do you want to do here? I don't know. Because you just straight up told him that you have them on your person. Yeah. Well, what? what, He can read my mind. You do not know that. Whatever. You have no idea if he can read your mind. That is something that I never said and you literally made up. (laughs) I think he's he's doing Echo, which I know, like, it's not my character. There's a drug called Echo in Yaddle that lets you read minds. Dude, I'm so fucking stupid. I think he's doing Echo. He reached in and he snorted something. Oh, my God. Ask me how I fucking know how that works, huh? (laughs) Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. It's just fucking grave dirt. He's just snorting dead people. And it... Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. Stab him. Let me, let me think. Let me think. <laughs> Pull the scissors out, and they work just like scissors. Just go snip, snip. You're done. Well, I can't just pull oh, the no. scissors out. I mean, you could. Who's going to stop you? No. Nobody. <laughs> hey, just give me a second. Stop looking at me. Just though. give me a second. That could be funny, though. Let me think. Let me think. Because I would actually stop and think if we weren't on a podcast. Well, if we weren't on a podcast, I would be like, well, what do you do? Well, what do you do? What do you do? Make a I'd choice. I'd still take my pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Yeah. All right, we'll cut from that scene. We'll, we'll it's not that we're not recording. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's all live. The mechanist walks over to you, Herbert. Mm-hmm. I think that Herbert is just like floating from table to table at this point, just trying to like soak everything in. But uh, not really, like, contributing anything yet. But, okay, yeah. then the mechanist has awkwardly been trailing you <laughs> for a while. I think you've just now noticed him, the, the big dwarf with the black beard and his silver helmet. And he says, I was, uh, I was looking over inventory. We don't, have, we don't have enough to arm these people. I don't have enough metal. I don't have enough ore. Um, but I do have these kegs. They've, they've been coming in from bitter mist. Uh, to our taverns around here, they're iron kegs. It's a it's a new sort of. It's thin. It's it's wood on the inside, uh, but it's to keep it colder. I'm thinking I can cut them in half and then make armholes. Put some chain on them, loosen them up. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, they'd make wonderful breastplates. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Can uh, can Echo be here? Yeah, because she's been doing the same thing, walking around just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo's going to add like. We could speak to Gertrude about weapons. Gertrude can grow weapons faster than I can make them. Mm-hmm. Bows, swords, so on and so forth. I'll do the armor. I'll talk to her about about the weapons. And he goes over and starts talking to Gertrude because Gertrude's here. Yeah. fucking right over there. Of course nice. she is. Um, you've also noticed that like, as more people are bringing up tables and bringing up chairs and papers and maps more people are coming up here. One or two people will sort of walk in. They look dazed for a second and then somebody they know will motion to them or shout their name and they'll come in and sort of join the mass. And now it's it's almost like shoulder to shoulder in here. People are, are so thick and they're just talking and you can see the crystals above you are like fogging up and the the moonlight's the first peak of moonlight is coming through now and it's it's casting this strange glow and the lanterns come on now all of a sudden in the in the council chambers lanterns start popping up 
um, and you're in this amber light, this sort of warm, hearthy light. Are the marshals here? The marshals are here, so far as you know. I mean, you saw them before. Also here, let me remind you, is um, Pentacle. Oh, Pentacle's here. Pentacle is in his wheelchair over there, and standing next to him, um, you see, like, this green-armored knight. Um, You can't see his face. It's just, like, this very thin, sort of bent-looking shape of green armor, and then this older gentleman with long white hair and one eye that's covered in like scars and cataracts sitting in the in the wheelchair and he's smoking a pipe and he he looks very serious for quite a while but as people start to really get into planning all of this he you see him you see him just give out a, a very small quiet smile and he's just watching his one eye his one good eye flickering about warmly how old is he? Old. Like, if I look Decrepit. at him, can I get a, can Echo get a vibe for how old Pinnacle is? Oh, definitely in the hundreds. My God. You're looking at him? I think so. I think she glances to him, yeah. He, like, kind of looks at you and then snaps his fingers, and the knight, like, goes around and pushes his wheelchair up to you. And he gets kind of, kind of close to you to the point where his, like, knees kind of bump mm-hmm. into your zone. And he looks up at you, he's smoking his pipe. Who are you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am uh, Echo. I, I've i been affiliated with Watchtower Harvest. You can see he kind of like tears up a little bit in his good eye. He says, good. This is good. Proud of you. <laughs> so let's say Echo has not interacted with him at all yet, right? Mm-hmm. Right. This first time she's seen him? Correct. Yeah, I think she tells him like I've I've heard about you. You're Pentacle, right? Yes, I was once Pentacle. Now I'm just Petra Potter. This is Basil. We both are from a long line of what was once called the Hush and now known as the Watchtower. I run Watchtower Sprout, which I'm sure you saw when you first came in. We stayed there. Good. I hope it was homely to you. Do I tell him what happened while we were there? We stayed no. there and tried to break into your library, and no. then we killed an assassin that was sent to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Everything's fine. Nope. I, tried, tell him. I tried to break into your library. It's almost like I'm reincarnated from a past life that did this shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remind me of some asshole kid. I used to. He whips his head over to Maxwell. <laughs> Who used to wear stupid, ugly antlers and gallivant around in my my barracks like he owned the place? It's true. That all that all happened. Yeah, every bit of that. I wouldn't talk to him if I wasn't busy being lied by the king. <laughs> he snaps his fingers again and he starts going in your direction. Oh boy! Oh please, I can't handle that. Yes, you're dealing with the king and Pentacle. Pentacle. For those listening home, I'm just going to fucking say it. Pentacle was a character in a previous campaign that was like. He was the equivalent of Arlo for us. Like, he was, like, in charge. He was the boss, (laughs) kind of. Allegedly in charge. (laughs) In charge. (laughs) Maybe maybe Questmaster? (laughs) Questmaster! Yeah, he he made sure we got paid, basically. But, like, I had a super fucking toxic relationship with Pentacle in the last game. Yeah, it was fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. He comes over to you and King Quinn. Great. You see he's got this, like, kind of gnarled, natural-looking, like, wooden cane. And he, like, pokes the king in the knee. And the king's like, ah! He says, 
get out of here, Quinn. He's got <laughs> enough on him. <laughs> Did no everybody call the press. Did Pinnacle just save me here? Whatever you have going on between this young man and yourself, as you can see, there are much more pressing issues currently happening. Talk about it in the morning. Quinn looks at him, looks down at him. You can see like his big teeth kind of rear up into a growl. <laughs> and then he fight. whips around and he kind of like scoots his um, his big cloaks underneath your feet for a second and, and then walks away and takes one look over his shoulder for a second. And then he takes his hands towards you, Great. his two fingers, and he goes like snip, snip, like scissors. And then he starts walking down the stairs and he's gone. Well, I'm really sweating. <laughs> well, it is 95 degrees in this room. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's 81. Wow. We're going to fucking die. Wow. No, this it's okay. Is, hey, the pinnacle. <sighs> Emerald. <laughs> You're feeling good? Feeling great? Feeling spry? Feel like, you know, punching the king? No, I'm feeling like defending you despite the stink of subterfuge that's coming off of you just like your mother. I think that you have some motive here other than helping people. I think you are up to something. I suspect you are up to something. (laughs) What are you up to? Sir, you sound very paranoid (laughs) and are incredibly wrong. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> God, this is this is like a warm hug to me. This is so familiar. It's a warm hug that lingers too long. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, which one do you want to know? What do you want to know first? I get one secret, one question. You get one. What do you want? What do you want? He looks up at Basil. It's your birthday. Basil looks down at him. You can see, like, through the 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 helmet rungs, the iron, there's like pale green skin underneath it. And he says, yes, after. After. And Pinnacle says, what are you doing after this? Well, I'm walking down these stairs. Very clever, Hyde. Now I know you're definitely up to something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, to be entirely honest with you, transparency here. I don't really know. I'm, you know, I will be walking down the stairs, and once I leave those stairs, I really have absolutely no idea. Though I think you are lying, I will grant you a compliment and say, you're a much better liar than your mother was. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm gonna pretend that compliment didn't happen, because if she knew I said anything, that's it. I'm a fucking death speck on the ground. That's gone. I don't, I didn't hear what she said. You fear a a frail old woman? Huh? Do you think that the stories of her (laughs) still account for the today? Yep. (laughs) Look around at these peasants and villagers. This would not have happened in that time. These things are changing. You should not fear your mother, and you certainly should not respect your mother. (laughs) Whoa! Damn. Be your own folk. Don't make her mistakes, would you? Basil, let's away. And then he... Wait, who's Basil? Who are you? I didn't even get to say hello to you. Who are you, Basil? Basil pulls the chair a little bit and then stops. I'm Basil. <laughs> Great to meet you. You know of me. <sighs> that sucks. Question. 
this is going to sound very vague, but does his voice sound yeah. familiar? Mm-hmm. Does he sound like Parsley? Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like Parsley. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Goodbye, Mr. Hyde. All right. I'll, I'll see you. He's Which starting- is now canon that Echo was like just like standing like twenty feet away, just like listening as hard as she fucking could. <laughs> <laughs> she just has an ear cone like <laughs> held up across the room. Right, it's yeah. like on Arlo's back. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like three inches away from the conversation. <laughs> they fuck off. What do you guys want to do next? Well, boys and girls, I don't know if I can handle any more fucking pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that that's going to stop anytime soon. Nope, not at all. So are we going to talk about the cave under the core tower? The what? The cave. There are caves, right? There are caves that connect it all. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's got to be on one of these hundreds of maps laying around us. No, no, I have I have that that one on me right now. Perfect. Can, can I get a table? And like, hell yeah. Like six dudes, like, they throw their shit off of it and they lift it up. They're pushing people away and they're bringing this table to you and they lay it like right in front of you and they all just kind of like stand at attention and like look at you. Yeah. <laughs> table right right here. Okay. Um, also, if it would be possible, I need a, um, a m- updated map of that region where the uh, tower is currently. Let's get some updated maps here for the, for the, the tower, the, the coral tower. Somebody says the red tower. <laughs> yeah. And they start bringing uh, the maps. You know, and like her thing. rolls the uh, the map out, which I don't have in my hand right now. Yeah, I had a physical. I fucked up. I got a laptop. All right, so here's the map. I've worked with it just a little bit. And as you can see, I've, I've written on it. Ancient artifact, fuck it, whatever. Um, <laughs> this is, you, you can see here, this is kind of what I've, I've pulled out of it, and it seems like to the, uh, well, east southeast of the tower, there is another small tower. And that seems to be our best entrance. Now, um, the best way to go about this, I think, would be to go in, clear that tower, dress up villagers as guards from that tower. So if something goes wrong, at least from a distance, if somebody has a telescope or something, it'll look like it's fine. In the opposite direction, we set up multiple large camps outside of their normal patrolling area. Um, this will make it seem like we have much larger force than we do. And it will, if it give us enough time to be able to get to the tower and our way up um, and draw people out of the tower... And of course, this will all have to be timed and coordinated properly. Herbert's oh, like, "That'll be fine. Like, Don't worry about it." Yeah, ring People his beard. People it running. Oh yes, yeah. I hope so. Um, now, I'm just worried whether or not they use these tunnels or not. The Crimson Crown, that is. Excuse me. Because um, if they don't, that means these tunnels are filled with who the fuck knows what. Probably wrong elves. But yeah, well, those I'm more worried about things more than wrong elves. But then again, they could pour out of this, uh, this these Athaki ruins over here. I did hear a while back, possibly, potentially. I don't know if it's still there. A large magic fey frog. Again, these are legends, so it's probably there. But um. 
Who did that? Who? Who? This is out of character. Who did that happen to? Like who? Who knew about the frogs? Let me think. Toad. Oh, then we we would kind of vaguely know about that. Yeah, frog and toad. Yeah. Due to the 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 wish. I think Herbert like slowly turns his head towards Echo. It's like. Yeah, that's all you. Do you think that uh, if we were get it in a situation like that, you could help? Maybe. I mean, there's. There's not necessarily any love lost between some of these archfey, but I mean, I've got some experience with it. So. Okay, well, that's enough. I mean, don't don't get eaten. There, there are going to be rules here, and we'll talk about that. But hmm. um, and also, I mean, there used to be there used to be an old city under when it was an Ithaki Tower, not the Coral Tower, not the Crimson Tower. Hmm. So there could be people living. Down there? The thing is, if you look at it, that's a lot of fucking real estate. That is, yes, it's 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 a huge amount of space. And if there's pe- it's whether or not Alamander or his commanders decide whether or not these spaces are worth throwing men at to conquer, like he has conquered every other town on the southern portion of this continent. I think it's also important to remember that if he is in Waycale... Or traveling back from Waco, probably, at this point. I mean, his forces may be a little thinned out. I think Herbert looks around at this point and um, looks for anybody that... I'm trying to think of a, a particular individual. Mm. Um, yeah, you have a lot to choose yeah, from. Oh, well, I know. Lord, I know. Um, Clyde's not here, is he? He is. Clyde is here. Oh, great. Okay, I think that, like, Herbert motions for Clyde. Because he's about a a well-knows things. Clyde, uh, Emerald Ether's very large man-father, stops his way over. Mm. He's in, like, a a white jumpsuit. Yes? What do you know of what's going on right now in Wakehale? In Wakehale, it seems like the battle is over for now. For now? Alamander has withdrawn his forces from Lester Kale, but Lester Kale has suffered great losses. Is Lester Kale alive? Yeah, is he all right? From what we know, yes. Okay. What do you guys think about, like, trying to get um, Lester Kale to abandon Way Kale? I don't think he will. He will never do it. I think it could happen. That wasn't in character. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, like, the, yeah. I think it could happen. you got to yeah. have a really, really good Really reason. good I'm reason. talking I like think... a holy river of tuck on the other side of the continent reason. Mm. We could feasibly use... I was thinking about that. We could use Lester's help going to Veermore. He'd be very helpful. Yes, he would. Because we know that, right? That he's he is a priest of tuck, right? Yes. Yeah, that was established. Yes. And he would have good booze. He does. He always has good booze. Just a wagon full of booze. I mean, he's a brewer. Plethora of children, including yeah. If if we could get if we could get uh, Lester Kale to abandon Way Kale, um, I think that that would be like enough for Alamander's pride to be like, okay, we don't have to worry about this place anymore. Let's move back, plan our next stop, which will probably be straight north. Well. Most likely northeast. The only problem Sunbeam. with yeah. abandoning yeah. Waycale is that he's he's executing people. Yeah, and I'm not saying like 
wave a white flag. I'm saying, fucking run! Does he want the town or does he want the people? Why would he want the people? Well, town is nothing without any people in it. We don't even know his motivations. I think I've, I've I th- been interpreting that he would want the people because he wants he wants to convert them. Big air quotes. He's on a holy journey as far as he's yeah, concerned. He's say, dude. For whatever yeah. you're planning, I will remind you: if Wakehill falls, then Sunbeam is next. I, I'm concerned about. <clears throat> I think echoes has said I'm concerned about Wakehill. I think a lot of people live there, and. Orphos worship doesn't seem to be the most prevalent. It's a town of Tuck. They'll kill everyone anyway. Mm -hmm. There is a way to make sure that Alamander goes back to his tower, but does not attack Wakehale. Wakehale attacks the tower. Hmm. But his forces have already suffered a great loss. How much of a loss? Many are dead. That's all I know. Many homes are burned down. He will need a he will need a group, a large group to assault the tower by himself. Guys, I just had a really dumb idea. Oh, Tell good. Me. What if we cracked a hole in the sunder right there and just filtered out some <laughs> some pale <laughs> some pale oh, into the woods? I think bad idea, a, right? I think that's like. I'm all for bad ideas, but yeah. I think that is the worst. too bad of an idea. I, yeah. I, I actually like the idea of Maxwell will kill you. Mm. Okay, well, we don't sure. tell Maxwell. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but here's the deal: if they spread all over the place, then we've got a bigger problem. Yeah, then with the Pale War Two. Valid. Yeah, here we go. Well, I don't think it would be a Pale War Two. No, I mean the the the, the main thing's dead there. So. Yeah, it's like there's no direction besides like the children. You know, God, so creepy. Borda, the farmer woman, she says, my people can put the tents down. We'll simply wait night of when it's the highest. uh, The moon is highest in the sky is when we'll do such a thing. How many uh, how many people does that average like like kit tent like a wild kit tent sleep four? Yeah, four, four. Hmm. I think that's a great idea. if We set those all up. All we have. How many tents are in the city? I'm willing to find out. Suzette, find as many tents as you can. Buy them if need be. Take from Gramps' fund. I love this woman. <laughs> yes, Mom. Suzette runs away. Cute. Nice. You're good help. You know that. Uh, my kids are. <laughs> I love this woman. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think right now the, the best plan <clears throat> would be... I mean, I don't know. I was spitballing with Wake Hale. Trying to just draw out. Now, hold on, hold on. We could put those tents up and we could wave Wake Hill flags on them. There's nobody in them. Oh, I we like that. Just, we could just, I mean, if we've got 30 people, well, think about we it. Gotta is, ma- we got to make do. If, if we're doing that, we're not drawing attention to the opposite side of the tower that we're trying to sneak into. We're bringing attention directly to that side. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought, well, what if we set them up here? On the side of the the actual red tower, because what we're trying to get into is out in the woods. Yeah, is out in the woods. That's a watchtower. Yeah. So what if we set them up, sort of, to the side of the actual crimson tower? I mean, why not? Like, just set them on the opposite side of the clearing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, let's do that up here, as opposed to 
Well, I'm pointing at a map right now. Um, yeah, up here as opposed to over here. There, we have maps on the table right now. Uh, we'll probably post some maps. Campaigners. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. We'll probably post the maps on Twitter or something so you guys can see them mm-hmm. listening. I drew it in five seconds. It looks good. I don't yeah, know. honestly, it, I would not be able to do that in five five seconds. Thanks, guys. What if we set them up at the base of Max Swamp and just a few over here? Just a few. Because here's the deal. Alamander is going to be smart, and he's going to be like, okay, well, where where is, like, the actual, like, search party, you yeah. know? And he's going to be looking for more. So what if we have one here towards the swamp, and then one here towards Glisten Gulch? Well, the thing about it is we want to try and draw him, like, draw the troops out of the tower, right? Mm-hmm. And if there's only going to be so many fake encampments that we can make. Yeah. And every one that we make more than one, it's going to be smaller and smaller and smaller. That's not going to draw them out. That's just going to make them hole up. We That's fair. Are we... Did we decide that we were going to try to destroy the tower as well? That was like... Well, the king said he... Uh, yeah. Uh, said he would agree to do this as long as we destroyed the tower. But he's not giving us anything. It's no, like as long as you killed the king. Oh, okay. You I, made the point to him of like... He didn't want to get into a war. Yeah. But you made the point, like, if the, the head falls, off the dragon. Right. Like, yeah. there's not really a lot of strength behind um, mm. what he's doing, like, in terms of ethics or, or in terms of um, spirituality or any of this stuff. So, like, mm. if a lot of these people are going to be dissidents because you, you've seen, I mean, I think so, uh, much evidence that indicates that, like, Alamander takes in people that are broken and yeah. then turns them into something else. Yeah. Because he knows that he can. So. Charismatic. Yeah. Okay, so we are missing a very key component of this, which oh. is the fact that Alamander is working with a knock. Yes. I mean, knocks aren't all seeing. They're not, mm-hmm. but... They're dangerous. We don't know what this one does. And as... I'm, I'm, I think we're pretty familiar with knocks. She looks at the... Says they're they can be they're not all seeing but they're very dangerous when they want to be. Well, it really just depends on what they do. And based off what we know about Alamander, this one probably fights and builds. As a side note, hmm. can I see Quinn anywhere? Is he still here, or did he completely fuck off? Because then I'm failing at my new job. Quinn has left. Oh. <laughs> You're fired. I think your job was to protect him at the meeting. Oh, okay. Which, at this point, he's not a fucking part of. No. Fuck him. And he's probably mad about it. Well, Um, he doesn't really seem like he needs protecting at all. Quick thing Echo's going to add in. She's going to make sure that you guys know this. Underneath the tower, there are machines. There are... They... I mean, I don't know if she would know the word boilers, but Mm. that's what it is. There are boilers under there. If we just just so you know, there's feasibly a way we could cause some havoc or danger or destruction with those. Yeah, they're right where you would come in. So yeah, mm. is Clyde still here? Yes. Well, you've been in the tower, right? Why would you assume such a thing? <laughs> we all just kind of like stare at him. <laughs> I've seen diagrams and artistic depictions of the tower. I've seen the inside. How? 
magic. Oh, yes, but that just you saw a room, though. Not the layout. I got some looks because she rose up from the basement. Yeah. She rose up through the floors to where Alamander is. So she got looks at some of it, but hmm. I don't know. I guess Zach's probably going to make me roll to know what I what I saw about it. I mean, you saw what you saw. It's whatever you remember, Patrick. <laughs> I mean, I know. I wrote it down if you want to. If only you had a recording. If only you had a recording, you could look back if on If only we recorded time. all of this. <laughs> okay. So if you've looked at diagrams, I mean, what can we expect in the tower itself? We have to understand that much of what Alamander has done, what he shaped the tower into, is not its original form. So there's there's some things I can't enlighten you on. Um, but certainly the like majority of the stone structure should be there. Certainly. It is rather simple. I mean, it was originally built by the Athaki. Um, it was one of their few terrestrial, like above land settlements. It is big enough for a city because it was a city. Each floor housed a, a different district of the city. There's one central staircase that goes up. That's essentially it. Do we know anyone who has been in there? I don't know. Clyde doesn't know. What are you asking me? I don't think so. Um, maybe some of the marshals, when they were the tower was once abandoned, maybe they had some insight into that. I think it would be a good idea to actually get the marshals on board. Can I see the marshals anywhere? Yes, you see one little tiny black cloak and one very tall black cloak. Okay, I think that, like, Herbert just walks over there to them. Echo goes with. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I have to leave at some point, and I don't know how I'm going to make that. Okay, not, uh, yeah, yeah. Quit, I'm, I'm, Gwydion goes with uh, No, you're Herb, fine. You're going to and Echo. I'm just going to leave I'll you alone. I'll take you with me. Gwydion's seen Renardian before. Are you going to the yeah. meeting? You're bouncing out of this? You're going to try to sneak out? Yeah. I'm just gonna leave. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna roll... try fucking see. I'm just gonna sneaky. see. I'm gonna say fucking bye. Are you actually telling us you're leaving? <sighs> I can't. Nah. I'm just gonna let them go talk, and then while they're just I mean, yeah, that's that's talking. Your... I'm just gonna you know wander around, see what people are doing, and then just find my way out the door. I was gonna say that's like your it. out while we're distracted. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. Echo would not want you to go by yourself. Well, that's fine. You don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Nope. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, you walk over. Um, the The tall one can't really make out his face. Um, it's like murky and strange underneath the hood. But the short one, as you approach, like takes his hood off, and you see this like mangled, ancient-looking some, something between armor and like moving animal parts. This mask that looks like a a fox's face. That's awesome. And there's this massive mane of red hair that kind of flows down. So fucking cool. Dripping with like venom and slime and strange oils. There's leaves and chunks of of bone stuck in his hair. Don't touch him. He's like a tree frog. Kind of reminds you of uh, Echo in that way. And you walk up to him. Excuse me. Yeah. You're both marshals, correct? He looks up at the tall one. Looks to you again. Yeah. Could we get your input on this? Hmm. Any Herbert gestures over the table that they were just at? The fox approaches the table and looks down directly at the map. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a couple of things. Who or whom would be patrolling this area and would be able to tell us 
whether or not the crimson travels from this tower to this tower above ground or below ground. Outside of the clearing, there's not many of the crown, but down below they mine, peel at the earth, take the lava out and cool it, make it into metal. They strip the ore, break down the rocks, the bones of the earth. They steal from us underneath. I can feel the pain, but I can't get to them. Not enough. Well, that's answered. They travel to and fro underground only. Smart. So they utilize the tunnels. Well, at least we know that now. I forgot what else I was going to ask. I'm going (laughs) to ask. I shoot my pants, so I forgot. (laughs) Echo's going to ask, like, um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Fuck. What, do you got anything? Mm. What's up, queen? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, mind? Um, I think Echo's looking at the map, and then she does say, like, so they, they utilize these... The tunnels quite a bit, you're saying, and they're not only utilizing them, they're destroying things. Yes, but there's many things, good and natural and old and evil, that could be used against them. They've sealed up with iron walls, blocked their paths to the forges that they've created. Mm. That's good to know. Mm. Do you know, have you ever been in the tower? Itself. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I forgot. Yeah. He kind of like leans back and like looks off distantly past you, looking over at the flagstones on the floor across the room. Yes. Is there any way that you could give us some uh, some information on the layout of the interior? Because that's one of the few things we don't have. There used to be old magic in there, but he stripped it all away. Him and his ghost have stripped it all. What do you know about the ghost? Takes things. Claims to rebel. But really it is a spirit of greed. Power. It rips things apart. Puts them back together, cold and metal. He was born of it, so he is the same. Hmm. It is the dissatisfaction of what you are born into. And the mistake of changing it into something else. Instead of adjusting, this is Alamander. Herbert nods. Mm, yep. Sounds about right. Okay. So, what we've learned here is that they do use the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And we've learned, she like looks to Gwydion and looks to the marshals. She says, we know that they're poisoning the land. That's enough for me. We're, we're going to have to just destroy whatever's in there. The machinery is too dangerous. Hmm. If that's your purpose, we will come with you. I wouldn't have it any other way. Hmm. We'll take care of the machines. Hmm. I think Echo would be somewhat familiar with the marshals, right? Like, she knows what they are. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, what they do. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Well... I think that this, at this point, um, this is about as good a planning as we can do for right now. We still have to find out how many tents we can get, um, how long we can feed people in the field. Mm. I mean, we have the map of how to get into the tower, and we have a broad idea of how to get people out of the tower. I think that's going to be all we could do right now. Probably. For now, we've got a few days. 
Echo looks at Gwitty and, and she says, mm-hmm. we're going to have to make sure these townsfolk, I know that we, uh, <clears throat> they're just townsfolk. we got to make sure that they know how to fight. Yes. When I said every person was a knight, I meant that figuratively, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) And I did specify that when I spoke. So I'm hoping that they understood that because I made it clear. Everyone has a role to play. That doesn't mean that I want to witness all of these people throw their bodies on a pike. Exactly. We need We need the most able-bodied, the most sharp-witted. Right. And we need to make sure that they know how to wear armor. Mm-hmm. How to oh, move in armor, how to run in armor, how to fight with blades, with bows. Me and Winter will go over that with them. I'll Hell be yeah. there. Sick. Echo says, I, I can help with bows, I guess. You'll but. have to. I don't know how to use one. I'd probably shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just well staircase yeah, down. I'm just picturing like Gwitty and like taking aim like yeah. uh, and then he just points straight down to his foot. Right, yeah, just shoots his foot. Yeah. Alright, badass. Hell yeah. The green tower. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, Edgar goes, where's he? Now <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, the green tower. <laughs> oh, forever. Yeah. This is how I die. Ugh. In the green tower, as you go up and up and up, headed towards 12th floor, moonlight's coming through in strong, solid beams through the windows on your right-hand side as you coil up. This tower, it's abandoned for the most part. Oh. There's lots of greenery here. There's night birds chirping to themselves, tucked into little missing places of the stones. You make your way up and up and then to a white hall ivory and white wood and it goes down quite a far far away and you see there's a door to your right to your left and the door on your right is slightly ajar um okay so this is a white hall right yeah and i just came up from a lot of overgrown stuff yeah so i'm gonna look at the ground and see if i see any dirt in any areas or like little pieces of moss there's dirt and clumps of moss on the edges of uh the the hall where the walls meet the floor yeah uh what does it smell like in here and how how, how tall are the ceilings <laughs> mm, it smells like spice and herbs the ceilings are about 12 feet tall they're curved okay that's almost two e's <laughs> <laughs> what 12 feet tall that's almost oh. two E's. Two E's would be like 13 feet. That's a lot of me. Good God. Too um, much E. Too much. <laughs> Imagine that, a 13 foot tall E. No. Nope. Nope. Mm. Too much of a disaster. I've seen kaiju movies. I love them. Is there a light coming from the charger? No, there's no light. Can I hear anything? I just don't want to stumble into a trap. So let me let me give you my mindset here. Because I didn't tell anybody I was going here. So... No, you're walking into a trap. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, if I... Okay, so when I walk into the trap, I want to make sure I know where, like, all the exits are type deal. You know? Valid. Um, so there's no light. Can I hear anything besides the birds? Or is there an absence of birds here? There's an absence of birds here. You hear a tick-tock. 
Tick tock. All right. Sounds like a clock coming out of the right hand room. Or a bomb. <laughs> Run. <laughs> you know. Um, you should jump out the window. Fuck off. I would die. In a different way, though. <laughs> In a way of your own choosing. On your terms. Hmm. I'm going to shut the fuck up now and let you do your thing. <laughs> and then, what do you do? Um, I want to go up to the ajar door and take a little peek without moving the door. Okay. You peek through. Bookcases. Hundreds Hell of bookcases. Yeah. And you see... Looks like a mirror. Like a, like a large vanity mirror on... A, a golden set of like wheels and it's kind of at an angle at this first end of the hall um you can see where the bookcases terminate and go around a corner it's it's sitting there at that end and it's and you can see like the reflection of half a person in it they're sitting in a chair somewhere further into the the room this labyrinth of bookcases and they're wearing like a white gambeson and trousers and tall boots that look like snakeskin maybe and you see half their face you can't quite make it out here but it looks like they might be wearing a mask it's angled and metal looking and polygonal and white and it looks somewhat like the vague shape of a wolf's head yes finally Jesus Christ, this is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> oh my God, now I just have to not fuck this shit up. Okay. She, she's going to fuck her up. Yeah, watch it. There's so watch much pressure now. Um, okay, so is there, are there any trip wires? <laughs> Before I open this door? Well, because so my thinking is that mirror is down there so we can see whoever comes in. Roll with no. Nope. <laughs> no, fuck you. Ugh. Nine. There's no wires that you can see. You see the reflection stand up. He's got a white cane with like a crystal orb on the top of it. Alright, I'll slowly open the door. The reflection disappears. It steps off to the left-hand side. Um, can I... I'm gonna have to pass in front of that mirror. Either way. Okay. I will go to the where he was next to the bookcase. So I'm assuming there's like a hallway. So there's the bookcase and then there's the mirror and he was right here. So I want to go to this bookcase here so he can see me in the mirror. But technically he would be a couple feet away from me through the bookcase. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. And listen. You slink your way down and stop and listen. Now that you're closer to the mirror, you can see it angles and it looks over at another mirror somewhere far off in the room. You can see they're standing still, like, in the middle of this labyrinth. Suddenly, they take a step to the left, and you can feel a presence behind you. And when you look, you see their face through the bookcase. It's just that white, strange, polygonal-looking wolfen mask. (laughs) Mr. Hyde, we have much to discuss. I'll see you next time. Oh, my God. (laughs)